0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So... Is this on? You can hear? Okay, good. So what I thought I was going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about. Because <laughs> they know that other things are up for some of the people that I spoke to earlier this morning, and so <laughs> um, what I want to um, what I want to address is uh, how we habitually meet our experience through reactivity and habit, and then through conscious attention and awareness, and how we either are able to stay with our experience or we sort of default away from it. How does that sound? For 15 minutes. (laughs) If I can give you this, this will be a big transmission, a big secret. So, so a lot of us, when we meditate, or a lot of meditators—let me put it in a very impersonal way—a lot of meditators uh, come to meditation and practice meditation for for years and years and years and and ask me how i know using meditation as a way to make what is using meditation as a way to make what is difficult in their life go away so if i'm having a, a problem if i'm angry if i'm scared if i'm uh, you know overwhelmed in some way if I sit down and meditate, the meditation will calm me down and everything will be different and will be the way that I want it to be. But then we discover when we we meditate with that attitude that it often doesn't end up that way. We, we um, almost exacerbate the issue that seems to be happening, and so <clears throat> and so <clears throat> this quality of uh, resisting our experience, our actual experience is missed, and people tend to um, sort of default to the narrative about the problem that they 're having is this Is this fairly clear, okay. <clears throat> so what I'd like to suggest is, um, I know some of you were here on Monday when, when I uh, uh, introduced a little practice uh, that I learned from uh, uh, Ajahn Suchita, one of uh, my monastic teachers. And the practice is pause and ask. And I won't go through through this whole whole description again, but the essence of the practice is to simply stop whatever you're doing, relax into your body, just, you know, turn the focus of your attention into your body until you feel embodied, and, and just have a moment of relaxation to, to interrupt the momentum of the constant stream of thoughts that are going on or the constant energy that's propelling us forward to just stop and be with that experience in a very direct way for a moment. You see? And something that I didn't say on Monday for those of you who were here is that when you do this stopping business it's to bring your attention to that moment as though you were listening very carefully, to trying to hear something. You see, that quality of attention is what you're bringing to this moment of stopping. And <clears throat> I love this exercise because um, it is a very practical way to be with what I, what I started talking about which is the places that are difficult, that trigger us, and that hook us, and that pull us into whatever issues are going on for us. So so he further recommends that when we ask the question, what is being known right now, or what is happening to us right now, When you allow that to arise, anxiousness or busyness or worry or, you know, anger or whatever it happens to be, when you allow that to arise and simply can rest with the direct experience of what it is that feels anxious or busy or frightened or whatever it happens to be, when you can just be with that feeling without resisting it, or without trying to change it, or without denying it, the actual truth of your experience, then just in tiny little short chunks, that's it. Just a little tiny moment, a few seconds, no more than a minute. And he suggests when you use this practice, not to do it for more than a minute to do it several times during the day but not to do it for more than a minute because the mind will quickly take over and go off in a new direction or switch gears or whatever. But to notice that point where you simply disconnect from yourself and that's what I want to point to here. This practice and this this focus of practice is really powerful and can transform a person's life. Because <clears throat> what happens is that when we are feeling connected to ourselves in a very real way, we're present. We're, we're present and we feel okay. We feel things are okay. But when we are disturbed, troubled, overwhelmed, when this kind of energy is charged, we're out of sync with ourselves. We're disconnected and we're no longer really fully present with ourselves. And when that happens, we're not really fully present with other people because we're out of sync and we're trying to get our balance. And this is where we get hooked. You see, we either will then go off and find ourselves agitated or angry or whatever it happens to be, or we can recognize, wow, I'm overwhelmed. And what I want to suggest is that we don't have to do anything at all about that experience. See, mindfulness and meditation will recognize that at that moment of recognizing overwhelm or sensing overwhelm, there's this other part that comes up that says, "Okay, now I'll do something to make this overwhelm go away. I'll go meditate. You see? But all we have to do is see it. Meditation isn't about making something happen. It's about simply recognizing what is happening. That's the, that's the doorway, that's the gateway through which we can have access to deeper insight or we'll go off in another direction. That's also how we bring ourselves back into connection with one another. And this whole idea of um, being out of sync with ourselves is something that's really been up for me, especially in this political politically charged times that we live in. Because in a way I feel so deeply within myself the pain of people <clears throat> it's almost overwhelming me. The pain of the confusion and how out of sync people are with their own hearts. If if we could recognize that in our hearts um, lies the the, <laughs> the answer, or the way, or the refuge that we're really seeking. Um, the mind is busy thinking, planning, discerning, and so on and so forth. Uh, our senses are overloading us. Our, our, are not, but the world is coming to us through our senses. And our heart, this place that's so beautiful and so hidden from us, if we could simply learn to touch that place where we feel most vulnerable, then we'll know that we've connected to the heart again and we can begin to listen from the heart which will allow us this quality of, 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 of feeling love and compassion and all these other beautiful qualities so to simply recap here <clears throat> when we meditate and difficulties come up in our meditation and they do for all of us, whether we're new meditators or experienced meditators, those difficulties can sweep us away, the story and the narrative of it, or we can see those difficulties as opportunities to, to touch this place that longs for wholeness and connection, and trust it. Yes? So my wish for each of you t- who's come here this morning is for you to just take a moment in your busy days, we all are busy, and stop what you're doing. Just stop. I'm going to (laughs) suggest that you all do what Ajahn Sushitu recommends. Stop, center in your body, allow yourself to really feel present with being embodied in your body, and relax. Just relax. And give yourself that break every once in a while throughout the day you will see, if you, if you take this simple practice on, you'll begin to see what it feels like when you are connected and when it, what it feels like when you're not totally present with yourself. And that simple practice, repeated, begins to allow you to choose connection over the opposite. So may you all be connected to your hearts. Um, trust your hearts. It will keep you honest and it will keep you real. Thank you.